Hey folks, this is Glenn Mann and welcome to a special holiday edition of the Man from New York podcast. I'm coming to you recording this on the 4th of July, American Independence Day. Apologies up front for any noise you made in the background like uh, trains or dogs. Not my dogs, but neighbor's dogs. But welcome to the special holiday, July 4th edition of the Man from New York podcast. As we are celebrating our independence here in America, independence from science, liberty from common sense, uh, freedom from this, uh, you know, this things being okay. Uh, as of course, the big thing still happening, happening all over the world, but especially here in the United States, of course, is COVID-19, where... Rates are still increasing in many states. Uh, hospital beds are, you know, hot emergency rooms are overflowing. It's a really bad situation. But we're going to have to travel, have a little bit of holiday cheer in this episode. Now, here in New York, of course, uh, when you think of the 4th of July, think of Macy's fireworks. Now, Macy's will have fireworks this evening. Uh, it won't be like usual years where there are thousands of people gathered at certain spots to see it. In fact, over the week, Macy's has been doing pop-up fireworks shows, which they've been filming, which is going to be part of a broadcast. Now, if you've heard me mention before, we've had a fireworks problem, not only here in New York City, but uh, around the country. So people are a little tired of fireworks. I know I am. But still, there's something to be said about a really professionally done, intricate, orchestrated, uh, compared to, like, there's some dude down the street who, you know, is making noise, and of course, there's been a lot of stories about fireworks a couple weeks ago. A little kid got hurt because the fireworks like went through the window of his apartment. And then there was a story of a man who accidentally set fire to a house. I'm not sure if it was his house or a neighbor's house, but he was shooting fireworks, and the house burned down. And just stupid, stupid, stupid. But we are celebrating America's 244th birthday 244 years and America is looking every day's age uh, as we are dealing with unemployment economic uncertainty a pandemic but let's look to the past now here in New York we saw major major battles during the war for independence in fact the first really major conflict known as the Battle of Brooklyn, or also known as the Battle of Brooklyn Heights, or known as the Battle of Long Island. That's how you know it's important. It had, like, three different names. Uh, but this particular battle, George Washington suffered a defeat. It was a setback, right? They, Him and his boys got their butts handed to them uh, by the British. And they had to, you know, escape in, through the night uh, across the river and uh, from Brooklyn uh, through Manhattan. Uh, but, as we know the story, uh, they did prevail. But, you know, everything that's happening and the instability here in the United States and the fact that there's some major flaws in our systems, some people jokingly speculate, well, what if, man, what if we should have just stayed uh, with the part of the British Empire, right? Stay part of the the United Kingdom. Now, of course, the UK has its own issues dealing with not only the pandemic itself, but, you know, the fallout from Brexit and other issues. But as someone who follows a lot of news 
And, you know, I, I guess you can consider me an anchor file. I watch a lot of BBC, either news or entertainment programming. Even though they have their issues, it doesn't seem like the sky is falling every hour of the day like it is over here. I feel like the past four years, you wake up every morning checking your phone just to see if the country is still standing. It's this, this persistent, consistent, nightmare soap opera that we're in. But this is the 4th of July. This is supposed to be a happy episode. And even though many things are been canceled, but things are starting to open back up, even though some of those openings are on pause. Now, New York City entered phase two about a week ago, I think, two weeks ago. And we were getting closer to phase three, but that was put, you know, put a stop on that because of the rising rates around the country. Now, phase three would have meant indoor dining and some other places that were opening back up. Now, you've heard me mention before, I don't get people's fascination with having to have to go to a restaurant during the pandemic. I mean, unless it's this one particular meal that you just have to have, maybe, but it's like, okay, if you want to go outside and eat, get a sandwich and go to a park. That's my feeling. And like, is it really worth risking your life uh, for a grilled chicken Caesar salad? I mean, that better be one hell of a chicken Caesar salad. I know that. But speaking of food here, 4th of July, like I said, many things are not going on as usual, but one thing will remain, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Now, usually the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest is right outside in Coney Island. There's a huge stage. There's probably hundreds of thousands of people, might be even more than that, watching people just stick hot dogs on their throats in a very disgusting manner. Now, there's, now there's one thing that might be a, like a vaccine or a, a treatment for what's going on. It might be a, a, a hot dog, especially the, if you get a hot dog from the street, the dirty water hot dogs. That might be what I think, I think the medical uh, profession should look into that. That's just a little bit of my advice. So Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest is going on in Coney Island still. I believe Coney Island is going to be, a, I think they said the undisclosed location. I guess they were about people crashing. I don't know. But beaches are fully open in New York this weekend. Meaning lifeguards, uh, people can swim. And it's going to be interesting because beaches in New York City, especially during you know, hot days or holiday weekend, you used to see really crowded trains and buses full of people. And the people who usually just always stick out to me are the people who seem to be bringing their entire apartment to the beach with them. You, you've seen them. If you're here in New York, if you've been to, you know, Orchid Beach or you've been to Coney Island or anywhere, you see people, they've got like shopping carts and they've got like food that would last a week and they've got radios and they got huge coolers for enough like beverages uh, to replenish an entire uh, like football team or more. And it's like, I don't know where these people are going, like... Uh, are they going to live on the beach for a month or something or two? But you, you see them with these huge bags and shopping carts, and they're just bringing everything from their apartment. Like they bought a radio, a TV, a desktop computer, you know, a, a, a toaster oven. I mean, they're bringing everything to the beach. So it's going to be interesting with, since people are trying to practice social distancing to see how the crowds react, how people 
are doing. Of course, with the pausing of things, a lot of businesses are sort of uh, not so sure how they're going to make it through uh, these times. But, you know, there's a lot of things we just don't know of what's happening. Uh, unfortunately, crime is... There have been a lot of shootings in New York. I forgot the percentage as compared year to year. I think shootings were up. Someone said, I don't want to say the wrong number. It's like, it was it was a lot. It was a huge number. It was a little too many, too many shootings. Let's just say that. And of course, that's in the backdrop of all the protests surrounding Black Lives Matter and Occupy City Hall and uh, police reform and these uh, many issues we're doing. Now, one thing I've heard a lot of, and uh, people talk about having social workers take a more active or proactive role when dealing with some of these issues, either with school safety and security or actual 911 phone calls. Now, look, I would like to actually hear from social workers. I haven't really heard that from any social workers in the news about these ideas because, look, social workers can be heroic. It's a tough job, but they don't have superpowers. And I I don't know, like, I hope if we are going to, have social workers take a more active role. I hope we're going to at least be giving them some self-defense classes, like some Krav Maga or some Judo, because, you know, because, look, let's face it, this is a tough city with tough people. And there's a balance you have to have between order and justice and uh, respecting people's rights and also being able to protect uh, people and the peace. So these are really tough issues. And the one thing it's all about, like, removing security as far as like traffic, traffic enforcement from the police department, right? Because uh, unnecessary confrontations is very tense, right? Because you could just be, maybe you're just going to the beach or going to the park and you're driving, you listen to your music, you're having a good time and the cop pulls you over and you're nervous. And if you're African-American, you're going to be even extra nervous, right? So how about moving that? So he's been talking about that. Now, when I was growing up as a kid, uh, the traffic enforcement was actually done by a separate agency, uh, separate from the New York City Police Department. And they wore these really ugly brown uniforms, and they they drove these really ugly brown cars. I don't know what the deal was, who who came up with the, the design scheme or whatever, or the aesthetic, but this is really ugly. And people called them brownies, right? And they used to get beat up a lot because they were traffic cops. No one, no one respected them, right? Because all they had was like... Uh, they just had a book to get tickets, right? So they would get assaulted and insulted and spit on. So finally it was decided to bring that into the sort of control of the New York City Police Department. They gave them new uniforms. In fact, they gave them the old NYPD uniforms. Uh, cops used to wear blues in New York City. And then they started wearing black. They gave, like, the traffic cops the old cop uniforms and, like, the old colors, so people got a little bit more respect to them. And I guess it worked, because you don't really hear too much about that happening anymore. But I do wondering, if they do decide to remove that, they got to at least let them keep the police uniform. They got to at least let people think uh, they're cops, right? Or else, it, you know, it could be trouble. Now, here on the 4th of July in New York City, because people are going to the beach, people are going to go to the park, go for picnics. People are going to be barbecuing in the parks, right? Uh, in some parts of New York, people are going to be barbecuing right on the street. Which is always interesting. Uh, especially you have to walk down that street, right? Because you, you have to go somewhere, but then 
there's like someone in the building and they've like they're grilling like right out on the sidewalks and like you got to walk in the middle of the street and now you gotta walk in the street and try to avoid cars but then you smell their food and their food smells good so now you're hungry so this is a lot that goes on in new york on a particular holiday like this and it's probably i would say you know one of the during normal years one of the best holidays, but also one of the loudest, because like this before, fireworks, and also, for some reason, people who don't have fireworks like to shoot guns in the air. Now, it usually happens more of New Year's Eve, but it also happens the 4th of July. And as we are getting through the summer, uh, Mayor Blazer in New York said that schools will reopen in September, even though the governor of New York said, hold on a second. The city doesn't have that authority. Another example of the back and forth between our mayor and our governor. And uh, I wish these two would just go to like a couple's therapy for a weekend or something. But schools, but the plan is for schools to reopen, I guess, tentatively. Which doesn't make any sense at all to me. Because number one, I just don't see how it's done safely. You're putting a lot of, first of all, especially little kids. You're asking little kids to be very mindful uh, making sure that be hands are clean, hand sanitizing, making sure they're wearing masks all the time. You're asking teachers uh, to do even extra work as far as being mindful of that. And this is, I just don't know how it works. Now, now I know the learning at home thing for many kids has not been that fruitful. It's been distracting. And look, online education is not easy. It seems easy, right? Oh, just go on the internet and look it up. Now, I say that's someone who you know, I took online classes when, when I was getting my degree. I, also, I, went, I did in-class, I did in-person classes, but I also took a couple of online classes. And to be honest with you, I hated the online classes for the most part. Uh, it, just, it was very difficult to really get sort of into it. Uh, it was just, and so that I, I like the back and forth when, you know, especially... We we put an instructor also with fellow students. Now I know I know Zoom, you can do that, but still, it's maybe not the same dynamic. But I really feel man, there's a lot of now there's a lot of parents online. You've seen people talking about how distressed out they are about their kids, and you have a lot of people who are like, oh wow, that's interesting. And look, I don't have any kids, so I can sympathize with that. But look. And a lot of people say, hey, man, my kid's out of control, man. They don't want to sit down. But, but, you know, look, I'm not saying be mean. I'm, not, I'm definitely not saying hit your kids. Well, look, you got to make them go sit down and read a book or something. I mean, what's the point of you buying all of these iPads and Nintendo Switches and all these other technological devices and toys if you can't make them sit down in a corner somewhere? And they can't do that, then I don't know. Make them paint a bathroom or something for their, for their supper. You know, obviously, on the you give them lunch breaks. You know, don't, don't mistreat them, but you know, really. And I never forget, um, years ago I was on the bus, and of course in the summertime in New York, you often see the kids from camps, right? The day camps, the kids they're on on the trips, they're on the subway and the buses, and usually the people who are working are working these camps, helping supervise these kids. They're usually teenagers, right? Young people. This is like their first summer job, maybe. Somehow I was on a bus, and there was these 
group of kids that got on the bus, little kids, maybe like six or seven. And if you're a New Yorker, that's kind of like the worst feeling if you get on the bus or something, all of a sudden like 40 loud kids just come into your space and you're like, oh God. And like, you don't have, and you probably not carrying any aspirin on you or anything. So these kids were on the bus and they were being kids, laughing, talking, blah, 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 blah. And this young man who was one of the guest counselors looking after them, he was on his phone. And I guess uh, someone was asking him, how's it going? And he said, he said, he said, this is terrible. These kids are a nightmare. And it was really funny because I never heard anyone really just say that out loud, especially in front of other kids. But he, he was like maybe 16, but he can tell he was just completely stressed out. He was like, he could not take it anymore. So I can imagine what, you know, some of these parents who've been home for months and they're trying to work, you know, so they got to not only teach their kids and help them with their homework, but you still got to feed them. You're trying to do a presentation and your kid's like, where's my peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And then the other kid is probably like uh, somewhere in the bathroom uh, throwing toys on a sink. So I understand it's, believe me, I, I understand it could be very rough, but... On this 4th of July holiday episode, let's remember the things we are thankful for. We are thankful that we are free from common sense and independent from science. And uh, we are being liberated uh, from peace of mind uh, in the 4th of July in 2020. I'm Glenn Mann. You have been listening to... Man from New York.